This is the eHealth Radio Network, your source for health advice on demand. And now your host, Eric Michaels. Thanks for joining us once again here on the Health Radio Network. This is your host, Eric Michaels. Today on the program, we're visiting with Mary Hildebrand, a former magazine editor and writer, and is now a teacher and enjoys teaching mindfulness to high school and adult students and other educators. She is also the co-author of Tears Become Rain, stories of transformation and healing inspired by Thich Nhat Hanh, which offers intimate encounters with the wisdom influential monk and peace activists of the past century and mary thanks for joining us here today thank you for having me i'm really glad to be here yeah thanks for your time and uh, for coming out to be with us here today so tell us for starters how can we be okay with strong emotions wherever and however they arise Mm -hmm. well i think probably the first step that has been most powerful in my experience and and certainly something that Thich Nhat Hanh has taught a lot about is actually noticing those emotions. A lot of times we are not okay with our emotions because we don't slow down long enough to take a look and see what's really going on with us, where it's coming from. Um, A lot of times we also don't take time to actually take care of those emotions. Thich Nhat Hanh often has talked about treating our strong emotions like a baby. Um, If a baby is crying and upset, we instinctively, automatically go right to them and we pick them up and we cuddle them and we take care of them. But quite often, especially in our adult lives, we have been conditioned to think that we need to kind of steer away from those strong emotions when they arise, maybe stuff them down or mask them with something else, laugh it off when we feel angry, for example. But to be okay is to recognize that we are human and these strong emotions do happen to us because we're feeling, thinking, active human beings. And so to stop and to really take care of that anger when it arises within me, to stop and say, oh, uh, yeah, I see that. (laughs) Here's my old... Here's my old friend, Anger. (laughs) What am I going to do with it right now? How can I take care of it? I think that's the first step. Also, another question for you. How can we have the capacity to tenderly hold our suffering without losing ourselves to, say, fear, anxiety, or despair? Talk to us about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, capacity is something that we build, right? It takes some practice, but it doesn't have to feel like something that is a mountain too high to climb. Building capacity to take care of our strong emotions starts with just practicing recognizing our breath, right? Even when we're not feeling the strong emotions. If we build a practice of just being calm and noticing our in-breath and our out-breath and how it feels in our body, if we do that when we are not in a crisis, not in a difficult situation, then we are over time kind of building that muscle, so to speak. You know, it's it's muscle memory like anything else. And I can say in my own life, I've been practicing meditation and, and mindfulness for about 22 years now. I have seen this play out over and over and over again as recently as yesterday. It happens all the time. If we come to a place where we are are used to 
when something intense happens, we stop and breathe and look at it. It's because we've given ourselves that, that gift during the more calm times. Oh, I have a few spare minutes. I think I'll just sit and breathe right now. I'm feeling calm. I'm going to sit. I'm going to watch my breath for five minutes. If we do that regularly, every day, five minutes, ten minutes if you can spare it, then that muscle memory is there when things get heated. And which leads me to ask this question as well. How do we speak from the heart and listen deeply? That is certainly a challenge. Absolutely. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, Yeah, you know, when we talk about wanting peace in the world, we want to see our tumultuous world calmer and kinder and more peaceful. So much of that right now, I think, comes from the fact that we are not able to stop and really listen to each other. And when Thich Nhat Hanh, for example, teaches about listening, he uses the term deep listening. And that involves more than just hearing the words of the other person. It involves letting go of whatever thoughts are forming in our own minds as the response that we're going to have to whatever they just said or whatever they're saying now, we let go of all of that and we just listen. And we try to be attentive to not just the words they're saying, but also their body language, their tone of voice, their facial expression, their energy. Just sit and be fully present with that person and very much like being able to take strong emotions. Emotions. Being able to listen deeply to someone is a practice that takes practice, right? We can do it when times are easy, and we can try to do it regularly then. Then it becomes easier when times get tough. For example, when we are sitting with our child, right, and <laughs> many parents can, can relate to this, you know, the, the young child will be blah, 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 babbling on and on about, you know, the neat thing that they're discovering, you know, because it's so wonderful, you know, the world to a child is just so wide open and everything's a new discovery. But as adults, we tend to sort of tune out after a little while and we, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, smile, whatever, whatever they say. Meanwhile, I'm thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner or whatever, you know, we're not being fully present with that child because we think we've already kind of experience the world. Oh, we're much older. Oh, yes, I learned how to ride a bike already. So I'll just listen to the kid being excited about it, whatever. But in reality, every single moment that we live is fresh and new to us too. We've never been here in this moment at this time. So if we think of it that way, it's much easier to bring ourselves to that that place of listening deeply to whoever's around us. We, you know, this idea of, oh, been there, done that. Well, we really haven't. Every every moment is new and we're bringing our own accumulation of experiences and so are the people around us to make this moment fresh. So if we practice deep listening in those easy moments because we recognize that this present moment right now is so wonderful and so new to us, then again, we will be exercising that muscle so that we'll be able to listen deeply when our loved one is truly in crisis. We'll be able to be present for them. Again, listeners, we've been joined by Mary Hildebrand, the co-author of Tears Become Rain, Stories of Transformation and Healing, inspired by Thich Nhat Hanh. 
here on eHealth Radio's Health News Channel, part of the eHealth Radio Network. Now, speaking of which, what particular teachings of Thich Nhat Hanh resonate in the author's personal stories? That's a great question. Um, and it's very interesting because the book has 32 different authors from 16 different countries um, telling stories about all kinds of different experiences. So it is an interesting question because they tell different stories, but there is a common thread to it all. When Janine and I first put out the call for stories for this book, our idea was tell us about that sort of aha moment where you knew Thich Nhat Hanh was the teacher for you. Like what was it about his teachings that really you know, resonated with you? And what we got back in the hundred stories that we had to sift through and the 32 that we settled on for this volume of the book was over and over again, people are dealing with all kinds of different difficult situations in their lives because, you know, it's a book about a bunch of humans, right? We all have these situations, but what they're doing is they're doing what we were, we've just been talking about, stopping. They're learning to stop and look closely, listen deeply, whether it's to another person or to themselves, to what's going on inside them. I would say that is the common thread among all of them, is that they've learned from Thich Nhat Hanh that we do not have to rush toward or rush into whatever is happening. We don't have to let the big tide of intensity and emotions sweep us somewhere. We have the power to stop and look. And it starts with our breath because that's the thing that we will always have with us. We can lose everything else, but we have our breath. So that's sort of our anchor. That's the thing we can count on. And certainly these stories aren't all about people saying, oh, I'm in crisis, I'm gonna sit on a cushion and meditate. Matter of fact, there's very few of those in there. But it is about realizing that we can stop in all different circumstances. And sometimes just that brief beat that we take, that we maybe insist on, right, before we take action, is the difference between having a really rough rest, rest of their day and a positive rest of their day, or being able to go into a medical situation that's very scary for them and being able to handle it because they were able to just stop for a second and say, okay, I'm present here. What do I see? What do I feel? What can I do to take care of myself? That shows up in every single story of the book. Yeah, thanks for touching on that and your feedback there. Lastly, what makes the stories relatable, even for those unfamiliar with Thich Nhat Hanh? Mm -hmm. I'm glad you asked that question because I think it is quite possible these days for people to think, oh, I can't even pronounce that guy's name. You know, that's that's not the religion I grew up in or something like that. So that's not for me. But I would say, especially my own personal story, is that what what drew me so strongly to Thich Nhat Hanh is that he took ancient, powerful teachings of the Buddha and he put them into everyday language and everyday scenarios and situations that any person around the globe can relate to. And he also has said very expressly that 
he and you know the Buddha before him and the other Buddhist teachers, you know, have said, you don't need to convert to this way of thinking and leave the way of thinking that you grew up with in terms of a spiritual practice. Um, you know, mindfulness is a way of life that actually welcomes the wisdom of the other traditions that we've already grown up in. So any person can pick up this book and open it anywhere in the book and discover that whether or not that person is writing about being on a retreat compared to, oh, I'm actually sitting in my office so I can't relate. No, because the actions and the thought process are still the same. Wherever we are, we can use the tools and the practices of mindfulness to help ourselves. And if someone is writing about it and how they developed it in one place, it's actually very easy. These people are all using their very human, very vulnerable, and therefore very courageous voices to share things that many of us also experience in our lifetimes. Once again, Mary, we certainly appreciate your time and joining us here today on eHealth Radio. If listeners wanted to pick up the book, Tears Become Rain, or to get more information on yourself, where's the best place online to do so? Mm -hmm. Sure. So we do have a website. It's called tearsbecomerain.org. The reason it's .org instead of .com is because all the proceeds that Janine and I make from this book are going to the Thich Nhat Hanh Foundation. So we want it to be clear that this is a project to help other people. There is information at that website. They can also get it at any independent bookseller or online. Uh, It's published by Parallax Press and distributed by Penguin Random House. So all the booksellers around the country can get their hands on it pretty easily. And as always, listeners, you can find this link within the show notes of this broadcast for your convenience. Mary, all the best, and thanks again for joining us here today on Health Radio. Thank you, Eric. I really had a good time. Have a great day. And you as well. Again, we've been speaking with Mary Hildebrand, the co-author of Tears Become Rain, Stories of Transformation and Healing, inspired by Thich Nhat Hanh. And for all the details, simply visit tearsbecomerain.com. O-R-G. And this has been Eric Michaels, and we do thank you for your continued support of the Yelp Radio Network. Join us again soon for another episode that will help further expand your knowledge on those things that are important to your health and wellness. For more Yelp Radio reports, we invite you to visit our main radio channel site at yelpradionetwork.com. And as always, we do thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the eHealth Radio Network. For more information or to subscribe to this podcast, visit eHealthRadioNetwork.com. The beliefs, views, ideas, thoughts, and opinions expressed on any program are those of the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the eHealth Radio Network.